Hello, friends. Thank you for taking part of your Thanksgiving day to set aside and, and let's consider together what Thanksgiving means. Why we take one day to set aside as a holiday that we call Thanksgiving and focus our lives towards gratitude. I want to consider that with us today, spending just a few minutes on a meditation with Psalm 67. So a, a psalm that we find in the Bible that talks about thanksgiving. Let's work through this in ways that then help us understand how it is that we then express some thanksgiving. So I'll, I'll work through some pieces of this psalm as we consider that today. It's not long. It's only seven verses long, but I'm going to go through it in sections here that shows how it's broken apart into three stanzas that work us towards an understanding of gratitude and thanksgiving. So, Psalm 67, the first section or the first stanza says this, May God be gracious to us and bless us, and make his face shine on us, so that your ways may be known on earth, your salvation among all nations. What we see happening in this first section uh, is this petition and response that we so often see in the Psalms. A, a petition or a request or a desire that is expressed towards God, made known to God. And then the result of that, what the response to that petition or that request is. This one is one that uh, for the people of Israel would have been familiar because it it echoes a blessing that they had known. It goes all the way back to Numbers chapter 6. In Numbers 6 is where we read the instructions that Moses gives to Aaron about how the priests of Israel are to convey the blessing of God to the people. It's that familiar blessing that so often we end our worship services with before we leave. The blessing that says, may God bless you and keep you and make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Here we see something of a, a rewording of that as a blessing. But there's a difference here. You see, in the, the blessing that comes in Numbers chapter 6, it is personal in that the pronouns are singular. May God bless you and make his face to shine upon you. But here, it's, it's a collective blessing. It's not just personal and individual, but now it's the expression of a desire that God would bless us and make his face shine on us, be gracious to us. It's the people of Israel, but, but notice then how in the result that takes place there, that it's not just the people of Israel. Because the psalmist goes on to say, so that your ways may be known on earth, your salvation among all nations, all people. Here's an expression of blessing that goes beyond just the individual, beyond just my family or my tribe, but an expression of a petition to God that his blessing would come to all people, all nations. You see, Thanksgiving here then begins as something in which we strive for God's presence. 
that our gratitude begins with God's presence within our lives, within our hearts. Because the expression here of that blessing that comes from number six is is an expression, a petition to God for his presence. That God would be with us, that God would be near to us. And so our expressions of thanksgiving then, the Psalms teach us, begin with an expression of thanksgiving for God's presence. We are thankful to God because God is here. He is with us. He lives in our hearts. So we begin our thanksgiving, acknowledging that it begins with a grateful heart, that it needs to come from within. The prophet Hosea said of God that God's desire is for mercy, not sacrifice. In the New Testament, Jesus quotes that line from Hosea. That God says, I desire mercy, not sacrifice. Meaning this, that God's desire is that we would turn our hearts to him in mercy. And he desires that more than the outward actions that go along with it. What in the Old Testament would have been the practice of giving sacrifices. So our... Our expressions of thanksgiving, if they are just outward actions that don't match or reflect the thanksgiving, the gratitude within our hearts, then they are empty expressions. So we begin with that. We begin with the petition of, God, may your nearness, may your presence among us produce within us grateful hearts. Verse 3 of Psalm 67, then, is a stanza of a response that says, May the peoples praise you, God. May all the peoples praise you. This is a response that all the people would have given for that first section. It's the divider that brings us to the next stanza. So in the middle section of the psalm, it says this, May the nations be glad and sing for joy, for you rule the peoples with equity and guide the nations of the earth. Here again, there's a petition and a result that takes place, but it's in a little bit of a reverse order because the petition comes at the end. The petition there is the one in which the psalmist says, what I desire of God is that you would rule the people with equity and guide the nations of the earth. The result then is a desire that the nations would be glad and sing for joy because of God's ruling with equity because of his guiding of the nations and of the earth. A few details about how this works. The word, the Hebrew word here for rule is one that refers to governing or overseeing. Not just being heavy-handed, but there's, there's actually a word pair in Hebrew that takes place here. A word right alongside of it, which is the Hebrew word for weighing something or measuring something. You see, those word pairs that come together then for ruling is, is an expression of God's rule in a way that provides justice for the oppressed, that God would weigh out or measure his righteousness, his justice for the people of the earth, that God would rule in that way. And then that God would guide the nations of the earth. 
not guide in the sense of leadership, but this is actually a Hebrew word that refers to a shepherding term, that God would shepherd his people. Or maybe we could think of it as caring for, guiding in the sense of shepherding or caring, providing a path of blessing for his people. That God's provision for the world calls here then for a response. A response of thanksgiving that all the nations would be glad and sing because God is the one who governs or oversees his world in a way that measures or weighs out justice for the oppressed. It's a response of gladness and singing because God is the one who guides, shepherds, cares for his world in a way that provides a path of blessing. What we see about Thanksgiving in this is that we see that Thanksgiving calls for a response from the world. And it begins with an outward expression, an outward expression of Thanksgiving. That's what the call is for here. That the nations would be glad, would sing for joy, that we would give an outward expression of the gratitude that we have for God that we would give that expression to God, but that we would allow others to be a part of that expression as well. The response that once again comes in the next verse is that repeated refrain of the people. May the peoples praise you, God. May all the peoples praise you. And then the last stanza, the last two verses of this psalm. The land yields its harvest. God Our God blesses us. May God bless us still so that all the ends of the earth will fear him. Once again, it's the petition and the result. Here, the petition, the request coming before God is that the blessing of harvest provided by God would continue. And the result, the response to that then is so that all people would live reverently to God. So there's an acknowledge here that God has established a pattern, a pattern, a yearly pattern of providing a harvest blessing of the creation. And it's not just for God's chosen people, the nation of Israel, as they understood in the time of the Psalms, but it's for the entire creation. All of the world receives this annual, yearly blessing of the harvest that God provides for his creation. The petition here then is one that God would continue to do that, that God would bless us still with the yearly harvest that we celebrate during this time of thanksgiving. But the result to that, the result of that then is that all people, the ends of the earth, would fear God. Not fear in the sense of uh, be scared of God or be afraid of God, but this is, this is a Hebrew word that refers then more to reverence, honor, to stand in awe that the regular pattern of provision that God gives for his creation, for his world, that we celebrate with the harvest, would leave us in a place of reverence and awe for who God is, for how he provides, 
for how he has blessed us. That kind of, of, of reverence and honor um, maybe can be thought of in ways that, that we try to follow or try to mimic. Years and years ago, back in my teenage years, when I first picked up a guitar and started learning to, learning to play a guitar, I, I had my favorite band and I wanted to play just like the guitarist in that favorite band of mine, a guitarist, his name is David Evans. And, and so I patterned, as I learned guitar, I tried to pattern everything about how I would play guitar to follow how David Evans plays guitar so that I could play like he plays. I wanted to learn all the songs that this band would produce so that I could play those songs too, just the way that David Evans plays them. You see, there was such a such a high honor. I held this guitar player in such high esteem that I wanted to play guitar just like him, to pattern myself after that kind of style of guitar. You know, there's something of that going on in this response to this psalm, that when we see the pattern of God, the way that God provides his blessing to the entire creation, that it leaves us in a place of such reverence, such honor, such awe, that we would respond by saying, how can we pattern ourselves like that too? How can you and I live as people who then echo that same kind of overflow, of blessing? That's what we see here in the harvest that Psalm 67 points us towards that it is an overflow of God's blessing for his people. And the response then is one that says, how can we, in our thanksgiving, in our gratitude, have lives that pattern that same overflow of blessing to the lives of others? How can we live like that? Not as an obligation, not because we have to, but because we want to live in reverent thanksgiving to God. How do we do that? You see how that takes shape in this psalm, that we see in this psalm three angles or perspectives towards thanksgiving that come in those three stanzas, the stanzas of verse 1 and 2, the stanza in the middle of verse 4, and the last stanza of verses 6 and 7. It begins with that stanza that shows us about a heart of thanksgiving. That we yearn for God's presence, his nearness, that his face would shine upon us and be gracious to us so that we may then have that heart of thanksgiving in our own lives. It moves on in the middle section to talk about a world of thanksgiving, a world that expresses praise and worship to God. A world that responds to God in ways that give him the honor and the glory for all that he's done, all that he provides for us. For the way that he rules and guides his world. That he governs and oversees with justice. That he shepherds and cares for his world. And we also see the way that this psalm provides a life of thanksgiving in the response that we give that we then have opportunities as we experience the overflow of the abundance of God's blessing 
to pattern ourselves and to live our lives in ways that echo that same pattern of thanksgiving, that we may live a life of thanksgiving that overflows of that same blessing given to us and to the lives of others. So as you take time on this Thanksgiving Day to consider all the ways that God has blessed you, knowing that this year that looks a little bit different for each of us during this time, we do so in a way that still remembers that God is present with us, that he is near to give us that heart of thanksgiving. We still do that in a world of thanksgiving in which we, in our own homes, in our own lives, in our own ways, express that thanksgiving to God and worship him. And we still pursue that life of thanksgiving in which we then overflow the abundance which God has given to us so that others may experience his goodness too. Do you join me today in a prayer of thanksgiving, giving thanks to God? Let's pray together. We thank you, God, for an amazing day. We thank you for the dreams that we see coming around us that you show us through the beauty that you've given in the creation, the way that our imagination embraces that, that you show us things like a cloud-filled sky or the cool embrace of a comforting breeze, that everything that you have created, everything that is natural, everything that is alive, everything that is a part of your dynamic creation points us to you and to what you provide for us. We thank you, God, for all that we know life to be. We experience life in so many ways. We see it at the birth of a child, as love when we find others who share with us, as exhilaration of victory when our favorite sporting teams can win or academic debate or business ventures succeed, as fulfilling satisfaction when we reach achievements. Sometimes we also experience life as confusion or disappointment when others around us fail, as anxiety or pain when illness intervenes, as fear or hurt when death takes someone we love. We acknowledge before you today all those complex rhythms of life that make life a little bit different for each one of us. But we do that in ways that acknowledge that we are brought together by a community of faith that interweaves our lives one with another. Individuals bound by a common purpose and circles of concern. We give you thanks for a spirit of humility. In all that we do and experience, God, teach us first to love because we know that love is most precious. Love knows no limits to its endurance, no end to its trust, no fading of its hope. It outlasts everything and it stands when all else around us has fallen. Lord, teach us to love. Because we know that when we love, 
it is easier to speak, easier to listen, easier to play, easier to work, easier to cry, easier to laugh. Teach us that love is the truest of all expressions. Give us the desire and willingness to share its beauty. Teach us that all of this earth that you have created, that which reaches the farthest into heaven, is beating with the heart of love with which you have created it. And now, God, in the quiet moments of this day, we pray for a reawakening of our own senses to this day. Open our minds to all that is ours. The imagination that you've given us, the understanding you've given us, to a sense of peace or constant singing that resounds within our hearts because your Holy Spirit resides within us. And when this day of thanksgiving is done, fill us with hope for another day to experience your enduring love. All of this we pray in the name of Jesus our Savior. Amen.